0: Hello listeners, welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Ashvin, I'm on the phone with Brian, and this week we're going to be reviewing the 2014 horror film Interior, directed by Zachary Beckler, starring Christopher Carullo, Piper Ray Patterson, and Shannon Michael Wamser. This is a pretty indie movie and uh, it came actually as a listener recommendation from Hal Miller, uh, Brian, I think we know Cal Miller as probably the biggest Bird Box fan out there. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I think that's how he officially wants to be known, yeah. <laughs> I think so, yeah. He wants that on the record that he loves the Bird Box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's cool to get a recommendation from him. And, and just to put it in context, uh, he gave me this recommendation after talking to me about just recently watching I Know What You Did Last Summer. So I had pretty low expectations <laughs> on this one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just recently watched... Uh, no, he had just watched you- He had just watched it, and you know, I was sitting next to him at a dinner, and, and he was just kind of telling me about his experience watching that, and then he's like, oh, but there's this movie you should see, and so I was kind of already still thinking about um, I Know What You Did Last Summer, so the bar was pretty low for what the next movie was going to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that it was mentioned in the same
0: breath. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how he heard about this movie. I know, I know. This is, uh, I mean, you know, we always talk about like watching indie movies, but I feel like this is even like a step below indie.
1: Yeah, I think the director said you could call it a micro-budget movie.
0: Yeah, micro-budget. Like I think the budget was somewhere in the twelve to thirteen thousand dollar range, according to some sources, and um, that it was actually like part of a school project or or like a master's thesis or something.
1: Right, right. I did also hear the director say that you might be able to buy buy, gosh, buy a car with that amount of money.
0: Oh yeah, did, did you see that interview? Uh, that, yeah, that, yeah. And it, it was at like one of those film festivals, right? And he was just like really happy to be there.
1: Yeah, it's kind of fun when these movies. I think the only other time we ran into this was erementari where
0: oh. a movie doesn't
1: have a like Wikipedia page or much trivia on IMDb, and you have to like actually go do your own research. And... Yeah, I
0: know. Try to find some some uh, some background story on it. Um, so the premise of this movie is um, basically a filmmaker spends a night. In his ex girlfriend's home, where she believes the home is haunted, and he's got all these cameras set up and he's kind of trying to uh, catch all the paranormal activity going on. Um, right off the bat, like this is very much um, like a similar movie to Paranormal Activity and Supernatural, like home haunting hand footage camera, right?
1: Yeah, so it, it, it's not a found footage movie, but it definitely takes some aspects of the found footage genre and kind of like even toys with them a bit or turns them on their head or changes the perspective. Yeah, that's Uh, a good point. Which I kind of liked. Like it wasn't a found footage movie, but it made use of that. Like I saw on, I think it was actually on the website for this movie. The director talks about how scary it can be just to watch like on YouTube, like real life ghost sighting videos. Mm hmm. Like, whether they're real or not, it's just there's something even scarier about it than watching a, like, big-budget horror movie. And I think he captured some of that here. Like, a lot of the stuff you see is through the perspective of the things this guy has recorded in the house or through his view of the camera, even though it's that is not the only perspective you see, the camera's view.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really good point because most movies I feel like will pick one of those uh, approaches and stick with it. Like either the whole movie's yeah. handheld footage or it's right. all uh, their view by Yeah, you're right. I mean this kind of gave them the benefit of being able to use both of those formats. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, you've kind of got like the omniscient third party viewpoint, you've got the first person viewpoint, and you've got the camera footage.
0: Yeah, right. That, that's pretty cool. Um but but uh so I, I guess Genre wise, this falls into like a haunted house, uh, paranormal activity, uh, you know, suspenseful, uh, what like you know, p- scary people in the house or monsters or demonic kind of possession things. What, what, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think haunted house hits the nail on the head. And yeah, it definitely captures the vibe of like the same scaredness I feel in a paranormal activity movie, is the same way I felt watching this.
0: I know. You know, I, I was worried for you on this one, because I, I know generally we don't watch a lot of scary movies as part of this club. <laughs> <I> as <like, laughs> Frank and I, I was actually pretty scared at, at a lot of parts in this movie.
1: I was too, man. It has been a long time since I've gotten nightmares <laughs> from a movie, but I, I got nightmares. Like, the night I watched this, I had
0: nightmares. Yeah. For the
1: first time in a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> Definitely were some very unsettling and uncomfortable parts of this. Yeah. Which, which yeah. Yeah.
1: He did a good job with that, him and the uh, cinematographer.
0: Yeah. And, it, you know, I think when we get into our review, I mean, so much of this movie is kind of like driven by just like a few elements. Um, but I, I think you're right. You know, that it's kind of a, a very um, a, a genre that a lot of us are used to. But th- this guy, I think, brought a lot of fresh new elements into it. Um, yeah. That, that made it stand apart from some of its other contemporaries.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: Um, you know, small cast, you know, it all takes place on one location. Um, I don't know, were you able to, did you recognize anyone? Does anyone in here really have much of a background?
1: No, it all seems like they're pretty, um, I would say pretty new in film and acting. Mm -hmm. Like they don't have many credits to their name.
0: Yeah. Um, And I think
1: the main character may even have more like editing um, credits to his name than acting credits.
0: Oh, no kidding. Wow. It looked like
1: it. If not more, it was it looked like he was maybe just as much an editor as an actor.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, yeah, so it's a total kind of, uh, you know, newbie cast, I guess, or people who aren't uh, too popular, and uh, which, which is pretty cool to see some fresh faces out there. And yeah. I think this director, he's done like three, two or three other films that are somewhat tied to this in the storyline, like this one called Seance and then something about Alice. Um, yeah,
1: and they're short films. Seance is. So this movie's from 2014. Mm-hmm. Seance is from 2011, and he calls it a prologue to Interior. Yeah. And then Where is Alice from 2014 he calls an epilogue. Interesting. So yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting to watch those.
0: Yeah, I know. I wonder uh, what, what pieces of the film they pick up on, what they resolve. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and then, uh, just going through the credits at the end, I feel like a lot of his family was involved, like the music, the, the catering, the, the, uh, producing, I I just saw his last name was kind of all over it.
1: I did notice that too. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like this was kind of like an all hands on deck and everybody's wearing a lot of different hats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if catering meant like his mom was there like making sandwiches for everyone on the inside using the knife that like kept falling on the floor. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that was actually real footage she dropped the knife and they were like, yeah exactly
0: wait. wait don't pick it up <laughs> Let's <design their> story. <laughs> yeah pretty cool kind of homemade film um i i think is this a low budget film we've seen then so far
1: i would say so yeah yeah um and the director also was the editor the visual effects artist and the colorist and i think he did some of the sound design too so mm-hmm. pretty involved yeah yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, a little pet project of his. Yeah, a passion uh, but, project rather.
0: Yeah, and and it's interesting. It's it's out there on Amazon streaming for free, so I, f- I feel like anyone can watch it. Um, which kind of brings me to one of the concerns about you know how they've released this. Um, you know, when I sent you the title uh, when I was sitting at dinner, when I came home and I tried to look for it, I found like three or four different interiors, and I was worried that maybe we'd seen different ones. Did you c- come across this at all?
1: Well, it showed up. On, I think it was on Amazon Prime as being from twenty seventeen, and then like if you look it up on IMDb, it says the release year is twenty fourteen. Yeah, and then it, I think there's a movie called Interiors. So um, yeah, yeah, it was a little confusing.
0: Yeah, there's one called The Interior, which uh, I think came out like 2015 2016 or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough uh, name to be out there, um, and and while I was looking this up. There was like a short film that I found on Amazon also called Interior and that one is also like really disturbing. It's it's weird because it's one of those titles that you don't necessarily associate with horror films, but surprisingly there's like three or four horror films out there using this title.
1: Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, so the release year thing, this, you could call this 2014, that's when it hit like film festivals, but I don't Mm -hmm. think the public could watch it until 2017 when it came out on Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So there was never like a, I guess, yeah, there never would have been a theatrical release. No,
1: never, never any sort of theatrical release aside from a theater here and there and film festivals. Sure. Sure. Um, but now it's on like iTunes, Google play and YouTube to rent.
0: Yeah. I never think about that. You know, that's one great thing about having all these streaming services out there is it makes it easy for these type of indie low budget films to have a platform to get out. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and this one, it, it has, you know, there isn't a Rotten Tomatoes page or anything, but I feel like, you know, there are a few articles talking about it, um, and mostly positive uh, from the buzz that yeah. I saw.
1: Yeah. Agreed. I think Horror Freak News put it on their, like, best movies of 2015 list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made um, some top. And it, it did well at all the festivals it was at, too. I think there were just small festivals, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's hard yeah. to deny the scariness of this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's definitely an unsettling watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked about genre, you know people that um, I think were getting together for the first time perhaps. Um, any other background that you're able to find any other interesting facts?
1: No, not really. and I, the only thing I have tying it to an Ohio ga- or to Ohio is a ghost sighting at an Ohio gas station that was like caught on their camera. And was on like a local news station. It looks, it's either a bug or something faked. It looks like Slimer <laughs> is like flying around on the screen.
0: Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, nice.
1: So that's really not much of an Ohio connection, but.
0: Yeah, this one's stuffed. <laughs> it's tied to This one's
1: just, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could pull it off.
0: Yeah, oh, that's, that's good, man. I think it's all about ghosts on camera. So I, that's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. and, and this one, it takes place, I think down in Florida where, where all these, uh, where this guy was going to school and I think where he lives.
1: Yeah. I think he's, I think he now teaches at like university of central yeah. Florida or something.
0: Yeah. I saw him on like rate my com. I can't <laughs> be the same guy. Can I, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if people like go on there to rate his movie.
1: <laughs> Sorry, man. We might have to edit out some coughing for me as we go.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. You feeling okay? a little under the weather. Uh, Uh, yeah slight cold yeah if everyone's like down with something it's crazy
1: i know man if you want to increase your chances of getting sick just have a kid
0: yeah (laughs) have a kid i you to traveling around this time of year too can't help i'm sure like airplanes and stuff
1: yeah that's part of it too
0: yeah all right um you need need glass water anything
1: no i'm I'm good
0: okay all right all right yeah well uh that's that's a good attempt to uh, connect it to ohio nice work as always <laughs> um, Thanks. should we take a break and then uh, dive into the, the plot summary and our review
1: yeah sounds good
0: alright cool I think I heard something drop in the other room so I'm just going to go check and see what it's about uh, I'll be right back
1: sounds good alright
0: Alright, Brian, I'm back.
1: Yeah, what was up in the other room?
0: Uh well this pencil had fallen to the ground, and I've noticed, you know, that happens a few times in my office, and I thought maybe it was just the way the floor was tilted, but after this movie I'm starting to think, you know, maybe there's some ghost in here that's just trying to bug me or something.
1: Yeah. Emily. Yeah, I know. There were so many times in this movie where I was just like I would be out of there at that point. Like Oh if yeah. Anything if anything else had fallen on the floor, it'd be one thing. But the fact that a knife kept falling on the floor, I would just be done.
0: That that's one thing that was going through my head the whole time. Like so many freaky stuff was happening. Why was this guy like still hanging out in there? I mean, he, there's so many yeah. times I was like, just get out of there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: and for as much as I can praise the uh, the scariness of this movie and how well it was done, like as a horror movie, there's some stuff in the plot where I was just a little
0: confused or. Mm-hmm. There
1: were open-ended questions,
0: uh, so the movie kicks off, uh, and, and I thought this is cool. It kind of pick, picks off like almost in, in the middle of the movie, um, a scene that we've seen later. But uh, you're introduced to the main character, but he's like hiding in a in a room in a dark room, and he's on his phone. He's uh, texting for help on Facebook, and um, you know this. Oh, actually, the first thing you hear is like someone screaming, Alice. I think uh, is that. what I think came? so. Yeah. 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 And then and there's like a pounding bass drum and then you, you see him in a dark room. He's like texting on his phone like, I'm stuck in this house. Somebody come help me. And um, and then, and then it, you know, there's a comedic element to this movie that's introduced immediately because as soon as he puts that on Facebook, he like scrolls back up to it and like three people have liked it. And he's, he's just like, oh man, come on. And <laughs> it, it's kind of a funny way of like, you know, the beginning it like starts off tense, but you already kind of bring in some humorous elements. Yeah. And that's uh, totally what would happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're putting it on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so predictable. And then, uh, and, and then he's getting a text from someone saying, "Hey, are you standing outside my window? And he's like, no. And then uh, this person sends him a picture and it shows him looking in a window somewhere else, uh, with his eyes, like kind of, uh, with lights coming through it. Is that what you saw?
1: Yeah. You couldn't tell if it was just like the glare from the photo, but his eyes looked a little bit creepy.
0: Yeah. A little bit luminous. Yep and and then and i think that's kind of where the intro ends i don't think it goes i think that's where they cut to the beginning right yeah that's about all you see Yeah, just a quick tension builder yeah exactly which which is a cool way to kind of kick off the film then it kind of starts in a typical paranormal activity type of way where um he is meeting his ex-girlfriend she and her husband and daughter have a house and they've had like some weird things happen at the house the past few weeks she tried recording it and you have one of those like nighttime footage of like the camera getting picked up while they were sleeping and going above them and um it, and and so she's got that on tape and she's uh, also talking about like things that she's seen around the house like uh i guess when they moved into the house there was a letter uh from someone named Alice that kind of introduced them to the house and said, like, you're going to see some crazy things, right? Is it, The letter was from Alice. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, hey, you'll see some crazy shit. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, there's some, like, evil presence. Uh, so, and, and yeah, so she's noticed some crazy stuff happening. The daughter has, like, this invisible friend named Emily. Uh, so this is, like, pretty typical, you know, I, I think, when you think about these uh, paranormal activity, the conjuring, Typical events of, like, things being recorded in the house and a kid, like, seeing a ghost and having it be his friend. Um, Yeah,
1: nothing too new about this setup.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But you're also kind of getting to know the characters a little bit. So most of this movie is centered around the main character played by uh, Chris Carullo or Christopher Carullo, yeah. And uh, he's kind of, like, this funny, broke uh, filmmaker who is there. He's, like, desperate for money. He's also... Uh, you know, the ex-boyfriend, and there's some tension between him and the wife's husband, Um, and he's just this kind of goofy guy who's just there to make some money, and he's got all this equipment, and he's going to record that house while they go out of town to, you know, do some research on it. So I think that's everything for the backstory, right?
1: I think so. I don't know if the original plan was for her and the girl to stay with, or for all of them to stay in the house, but... The the woman implied that her husband, like, was the reason they were leaving him there alone.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: Like, he wasn't comfortable
0: with the fact that they were exes. Yeah, yeah,
1: typical. And they were weirdly <laughs> flirty to me. I didn't totally understand that.
0: Yeah, there's definitely chemistry there. I mean, they dated for two years. So, the yeah. hu- husband was definitely getting a little bit jealous of what was going on there. Yeah. So, he grabs the family and he's like, all right, you're going to be here on your own tonight. I'm taking the family with me. So, yeah, maybe the guy didn't expect to hang out there all night. Uh, and I think his name is Sam in the movie, but he, he's our main character. So he uh, is at in this house for the rest of the night. And it being Florida, like I guess it doesn't get dark there until like 9 or something, which, you know, we're like in, in winter in like the Northeast right now or the Midwest where it gets dark at like 4. So when this movie yeah. was like, it's like 7 and still daylight, I was like, oh, that must be nice.
1: Actually, man. I think it stays longer up later, oh no, you're right, you're right, right in the I think in the summertime it's actually lighter up north for longer. yeah, that's what it is oh, Sorry. okay ignore me everybody ignore me <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs> yeah, so it's 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 pretty it's it's daytime for the most part. uh so the rest of the movie it's like him he's got cameras set up all over this house um he's like hanging out uh, I think. There's this uh, funny montage in the beginning where, like, you know, he's, like, going through their stuff. He, like, finds uh, some weed and, like, he's getting high. Uh, He's, like, kind of playing in the dark uh, bathroom, like, you know, putting a mirror up to himself and, like, trying to call this ghost. So he's not, like, this really serious guy. He's kind of, like, just having a good time. Uh, But little things start happening. Like, he starts uh, hearing something drop in the kitchen. And he goes there and it's always, like, there's always, like, a knife on the ground. And he doesn't know like why that's falling, but he seems like pretty casual about it. He just like picks it up and puts it back every time. Which yeah, which yeah. I would not have been that way. Yeah, I would have been out the door. <laughs> uh, and then it, it's that, and, and then the other thing that keeps happening is a drawer keeps like opening up in the in uh, the bedroom, and like a fly keeps buzzing around. So yeah. uh, slowly, it starts to amp up. I, I think the first scary thing we get is like a dream sequence he's having where he's, like, welcoming them back home and Emily's, like, walking... Or sorry, uh, the girl, uh, what is... Is the girl Alice?
1: Oh, shoot. No, uh, she's not Alice.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um... Oh, Allison. Oh, yeah, Allison. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Al- where he's, like, you know, is coming back home and he's, like, welcoming her at the door and some, like, dark figure, like, comes behind him. But it's just a dream, so everything's okay. Um... So, uh, so then again, yeah, he's in the house making coffees, just hanging out. Um, but I think the first scary thing we see is like a shadow that starts to like hang out in the background. Like he's talking to her on the phone. She's telling him, like she's calling him from where they are and reading to him some stuff that she's finding out based on a book that Alice who had lived there before had written. Um, and so she's kind of like narrating like things she's discovering about the backstory. He's listening to her, but there's this like figure watching him from another room
1: yeah, and the figure was like it was just like the perfect amount of like obvious in the background, but not obvious in the background. Like mm-hmm. it was, it's just stuff like that was really well done throughout this movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it, that's always a hard balance. Like you're, you're gonna have something like be there in the background, but you don't want it to like take the full attention. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have some
1: subtlety to it, and I think they balanced that really. Pretty well throughout the whole movie. Exactly,
0: yeah. Yeah, every time there was, like, a figure in the background, uh, they did a really good job. Like, it wasn't, like, you weren't immediately drawn to it, but out of the corner of eye, you could tell, like, something happened, and then if you look closely, like, you see there's, like, this figure watching him. Very purposefully yeah. done. Um, so, yeah, I really liked uh, how, they, how they were doing that. Um, so he, he starts to... You start to realize, like, this figure is following him around. Um, I think, like, the, the next few scary sequences are more around, like, this figure, and he starts to become aware of uh, this figure around in, like, different rooms. And he's, like, every time he sees it, he kind of panics, and he looks the other way, but, like, with his camera, tries to get it on photo. Um, and I think he, like, starts to see, like, the shadow around uh, the house. And I think all those scenes, like, to your point, that you never really saw, like, this ghost, but it was, like, really subtle that this thing was uh, there and, like, kind of haunting him, and he was, like, just becoming more aware of it and interacting with yeah. it in a very kind of humorous and casual way, but also, like, very nervously. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, he's getting pretty spooked out, but at the same time, yeah, he's, he's still there. He hasn't run away. Um, there's this part, like, where he's, like, kind of trying to doctor up a, a scary footage on his computer to, like, post it on Facebook, uh, but then, like, he notices, like, I think on, on his camera and stuff, like, that there actually is scary footage, and so he captures, like, a figure by the dining table... Uh, that he's able to, like, kind of document on Facebook. Um, and then I think, like, at this part, he's, like, really scared, and so he orders pizza, right?
1: Yeah, and it's, like, 1 or 2 in the morning.
0: Yeah, and, and one of the interesting things, uh, when he's, like, talking to Allison on the phone, because she's kind of reading the story, like, we're off to where they are, like, she's, like, trying to do some background research. Um, she's, like, all of this is happening because Alice, who lived in the house before them, did the seance, and called upon the spirit, uh, who they called Emily, and apparently they called her at, like, the dead hour, which is 3 a.m. in the morning. Did you know that was the dead hour? I feel like I've heard that some in another movie. Ah, I didn't realize that. I must be a universal thing, because, yeah, I feel like other movies, you know, things get crazy around that time of night. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I'm always asleep, man, by 3 a.m. <laughs> Um, in bed by three AM. That's what yeah, we say. Yeah, exactly. Don't want to be awake during the dead hour. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so you have these sequences of of some like spooky things going on. He gets really scared and calls this pizza guy over. Uh, the pizza guy comes and it's actually the director um, from the movie doing a cameo, which which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. there. Um, Way they, to save money too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Keep the cast limited. Um, they, uh, they like hang out, they get high and he's like kind of venting to him like, ah, oh, you know, I'm in my ex-girlfriend's house and it's so scary. Like, I think it's haunted. And then, uh, the pizza guy, uh, he's just like, yeah, you know, I got to get out of here. And he, he runs out and when he yeah, gets, he, oh, go ahead. He was like desperately trying to get the pizza guy to just come in the house and hang out for a while. Yeah. That was like a really funny scene where the yeah. pizza guy's like, I can't come in there. I'm just going to go back. And he's like, well, is there anything I can do? And he kind of tempts him in with like some marijuana, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, so then the pizza guy hightails out of there cause you know, he's kind of spooked by what this guy's telling him. And when he leaves, like, uh, the door locks. And so, so, uh, Sam from inside, like he can't get outside anymore. And and this part is kind of weird. Like he couldn't open the door and he like looks out the window and there are three figures in black watching him from outside. And I thought that part was kind of cool. It had some kind of stranger vibes to it. Yeah. Cloaked figures always gets me. Yeah, yeah. I think we saw that kind of like in The Void. They had yep. that crowd of cloaked figures. And I think
1: Allison had told him that there are three spirits in the house based on what Alice wrote to her.
0: Yeah, Allison mentioned that. And I, I was confused about that. Um, so Emily is actually three spirits? Or is Emily one of the three spirits? I think Emily is one of the three spirits. Hmm. I wonder what the other one's names were. Um, I think
1: one was that dude who was like calling for Alice and then can't remember who the other one was, if it was Alice or somebody else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, so I, you're right. There are multiple spirits now in the house. And I think after this pizza guy leaves, after Sam realizes that he's stuck in the house, things really start to get dialed up. Um, he's sitting on a couch and like this door opens behind him. And um, he's kind of like asking questions. And he's, he's trying to be humorous, like what else you got or what are you going to show me? And you see like these hands like kind of appear on the side of the door frame and he sees it on the camera and then he looks back and he, he gets like really scared because like some figure pops out there. Um, there's another sequence, which I, I thought this part was really cool, where he realizes that, you know, he's got, he's sitting on his laptop. He's seeing like the cameras in all these different rooms and all of the cameras, the three cameras in the different rooms turn on him. So yeah. the, the spirits are like using the camera to like monitor him now.
1: Which well that, that was really cool
0: when like the spirits were controlling the cameras or like manning the camera. Yeah, that's kind of game changing. Like we've never seen this in a handheld uh, footage, you know, type of scenario where the spirits actually get a hold of the camera, have we?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, uh, part of me wants to say one of the paranormals might have done that briefly, but I, I can't remember. Yeah, now that you say that, it sounds vaguely familiar. But to be such an aspect of the movie, I think is definitely unique
0: yeah yeah i I, th- I thought this part was like well you know the technology meets uh paranormal activity spirits it's kind yeah of, kind of wild so he's he's freaking out because he's got the laptop and he sees that they're all watching him with the camera and uh, there's a scene like where he runs into the bathroom um with like the laptop facing out so that uh, he like basically confronts the demon that's uh, the spirit that's watching him and and I think you get a glimpse of the spirit at that point which what what do they look like some big like black shaggy red-eyed thing
1: yeah yeah basically right it was um yeah it was nothing too like crazy or unique looking but i feel like whenever you show the creature you're walking the line of it being like really original and unique Mm -hmm. or being like totally silly looking yeah i think it it walked a a fine line it wasn't anything like wow that was truly horrifying but it it did the job
0: yeah yeah and it, i i think that's a, a consequence of like the limited budget yeah if you have here. like they i think purposely never every time you saw the demon it was always like in a glimpse uh or very fleeting like a you know a shadow or like a hand or like a, a some eyes in the distance and I, yeah. I thought that was a good way to handle it with the limited budget
1: yeah, there was one part where the shadow was just, like, moving in from the front door. Like, the room was, like, darker. Oh, yeah, right. It was just kind that of That was a really up. effective one. That was a cool effect.
0: Yeah. Yep. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I, I appreciated that. Like, yeah, it never, like, didn't focus on, like, too much effects or anything um, of, like, the details on, on what these guys looked like, but just kind of the the, the fleeting glimpses. Um yeah. So I think at this part, now he's gone into the bathroom, and he's hiding in there, um, and this might be where, uh, you know, he's, he's talking to Emily on, or Allison on the phone, and she starts to mention, you know, my, cause they're at their grandma's or someone else's house, and it's, you know, at this, now it's like three or something in the morning, and Allison is saying, hey, are you outside my daughter's window right now, like, where they are at their grandma's house, because she keeps thinking she sees you, and he's like, no, I'm still in your house, there's no way I'm out there, but, um, then I think at this point, she sends him that photo. And so I think this is where it cuts back to that intro opening scene. Right. And and yeah, and, and he's like seeing that picture of himself um, in in like the window of, you know, wherever they are. And he doesn't realize what's going on. And suddenly the lights turn on and there's the demon there like kind of screaming. And a hand kind of like comes to grab him. And then things cut to black for like 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, it, and, it, and then it, is this where the trippiness starts?
0: Yeah, so this is where we go into like this trippy segment, which I, you know I, I think this one, I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts were, but you get this whole uh, you know 10, 15 minutes where he wakes up and it's morning, you know maybe nine o'clock or something. He's in a bathtub in the bathroom, and there's some blood. you, you don't know whose blood it is. I mean, did you assume it was his blood or?
1: It kind of looked like he just fell like passed out into the bathtub and cracked his, the back of his head. Oh, It wasn't like a ton of blood, it was just like, he yeah, hit his head.
0: Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, that must have been it. That uh, was what I thought. Yeah, you must be right, because there's no other explanation for the blood when it came. Um, so he, he gets out of the bathroom, and he walks out, and suddenly in the room, there's like this bright red door that hasn't been there this whole time. And I think at some point, Allison had mentioned to him that Emily introduced like a new dimension, uh, or something was? It, do you remember that explanation or that co- context? I can't
1: remember. I remember at one time she asked him if he thought there could be another room in the house,
0: like a hidden room. Yeah, based based on something that Alice had written in in her book about the haunting. Yeah. So I think this is probably what that red door was. And he goes, he opens the red door, and he walks in, and um, you know the it's all it's all red, and it gets pretty trippy here. Like there's some. There's a sequence for like a few minutes where it's just this circular, round uh, vision uh, of of lights or something that are just kind of like circulating, and I'm not really sure what what was happening here. Like he was walking into some spiritual world, or was this like the view of like the the ghost, or any any ideas what was going on?
1: Yeah, it almost was like a different dimension or something.
0: Yeah, it was just like a very psychedelic. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> like. I've heard I heard the director compare it to like two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. I know there's a scene similar, like where it's just trippy and illogical. It it looks like you're watching a like a visualization on early iTunes. Oh yeah. I mean it it looks it looks better than that. I don't mean to demean it, but like it's just lights and shapes moving on the screen.
0: Yeah, and, and crazy like sounds like kinda pulsating. Uh, yeah, the sound
1: design is good throughout the whole movie.
0: Yeah, I really liked it. There was like a lot of variety with the sound and um it built the tension up really well and at this point it was like kind of like this like whirring sound which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that happens for a few minutes and then I think he he's like hearing his name or like he's hearing like s- something like talking and somehow he finds his way back out into the the house from from the door. So you don't really know exactly what happened in there. It's kind of trippy. Yeah. Um, but he comes out, it's still morning and, um, Allison and her family just returned. So the door opens, Allison's out the door. He's standing in the hallway and it's kind of reminiscent of that dream he had in the beginning and he's mm-hmm. staring at her and she's like staring at him and she goes and you hear the kid in the background screaming that she doesn't want to come into the house. So Allison goes to help the kid and he's still like watching the door and suddenly like this black figure appears behind him. And he turns around, and when he turns to look back, his eyes have gone all white, and it's—it looks like he's possessed or something. Yeah. And then I feel like his
1: mouth kind of stretches out a little bit too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. That—that that was actually a pretty freaky look. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they did that one. And then, and then uh, the movie ends with like him like walking out of the door, presumably, I think, to kill the family. I, was that the impression you had?
1: I don't know. It's very open ended. Um, yeah, yeah. It could quite possibly be that that's the case.
0: Yeah, it's it's just it's just like in uh, like the, yeah that last uh, twenty minutes or so were like so open and vague that you don't really know yeah. like what happened there at the end. But that, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I wasn't bothered by that. I think some of the re- like user reviews I saw online, they really didn't like that aspect of it. But I was fine with it. Yeah. it was a pretty long time. Like the trippiness. Yeah was like longer than you would think would be in a movie, but, um, it was fine. I didn't mind it.
0: Yeah. It was, it was very much in contrast to like how the rest of the movie was flowing and going, like where the, just this tension was building and building and building and suddenly like, Oh, here's 20 minutes of, uh, uh, we're like in this like other dimension now. And like, it's, it's really trippy. Um, so it it kind of broke up the, the fear factor quite a bit.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's fair um it's just like I, every horror movie seems to struggle with that like we've got all this build up now what do we do yeah like,
0: how do you land it that's the yeah yep that, that is the hardest part um but yeah mm-hmm. no i, I appreciate the open-endedness too of the ending i mean I, I actually thought it was pretty clear like he was possessed and he's going out there to to mess the family up now but yeah. um yeah i mean maybe maybe he was just going out to grab a bagel or something <laughs> <laughs> it had been, been a long night
1: that's how I look when it's been yeah. too long without a bagel.
0: I know your eyes get all white. get this goofy <laughs> grin. <laughs> Hungry. <laughs> Just need an everything bagel stat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought a lot of this movie uh, was kind of carried by this main guy's performance.
1: Yeah, so I I think he did do a good job. There were parts where like I didn't totally understand him as a character. like um, Or found him hard to relate to. Like, when he was going through all their stuff. Yeah. Like, (laughs) he kind of did some stuff to me that wasn't, like, likable, I guess. Yeah. Or was unrealistic. Like, he was on camera in every room and he was going through their stuff. Yeah. And then there's a clip where the two of them are just starting out on this, like, idea that he's going to stay in her house and film stuff. And you see a video of it and he's, like, they're driving in a car together and he has the camera on her boobs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was just like, oh, eyes up here. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you, you're like, I didn't understand their flirting because it was like, she should have, I don't know. I, I would have thought she would have been like more outraged. She's like a mom <laughs> has a daughter who's like four years old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So some, some family values getting uh, thrown out the window here yeah, yeah uh, I so mean,
1: yeah, some of it just like didn't seem super realistic to me, but yeah,
0: that might just be me. Yeah, I mean I, th- I think this is what kind of like uh, got that husband nervous in the beginning was there was right. like a, a playful relationship between them. They did have like history of dating uh, or you know they had a romantic history. so and he I don't think I think the movie made it pretty clear like in the beginning that he wasn't over her. like there's that scene where he falls asleep on the bed like kind of with a picture of her. Yeah. So I I kind of thought that all kind of set him up as a character. Like, he never, you know, moved on with his life. He's still, like, a filmmaker and, like, kind of struggling at it. And maybe, like, you know, she was, like, one of the best things he had or something. And he's, like, that desperate. And that might explain, like, why he stayed in that house despite all the crazy things going on. Yeah, that's fair. But That's fair. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I I hear you, like, in the beginning. like I mean, the first half hour is, like, him just uh, yeah, going, going to town on the house by himself. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I do not know what what he was up to there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Um, outside of being relatable though, I I thought the balance of like, he wasn't like scared the whole time and the way he was like nervous and how he was like, um, you know, brought humor to the, the situation was a good balance to like the scare factor that was going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. You need, as I always say, I feel like you need some levity. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. That's like one of the most important things I think we've talked about. And uh, yeah. and and that's kind of what I think he did a good job of combining that with the uh, the horror elements.
1: Did you feel like this woman Allison was a little bit too flippant about the fact that her house was so haunted that ghosts <laughs> were like picking up the video cameras?
0: Yeah, I know. They were like super okay with it. Uh so yeah, I don't know how long they'd be living in that house. And uh apparently like the the, the I think the ghost also had some interaction with the, with her daughter that she knew about. But yeah, you would think like after a ghost picks up your camera and films you while you're sleeping, you would like hightail out of there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she just like didn't, she was just like more intrigued than
0: anything and yeah. kind of lighthearted about it all. And and the husband like really didn't care at all, it seemed like. He could care less, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he seemed like a, a real douchebag. <laughs> yeah, he did. But I mean, to your point though, I mean, the ex boyfriend wasn't, you know, playing, wasn't, wasn't that, uh... mm-hmm. yeah, great.
1: Yeah. Wasn't respecting those yeah, boundaries. Yeah, maybe his, maybe his douchebagginess towards him was justified. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. By those boob shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was really casual about it, so yeah, that, that part was weird. And then, you know, I don't know why he's, like, posting on Facebook, uh, get me out of, the, like, someone help me, like, not calling the police at any time.
1: Yeah, there's always that in a movie, like, why are the police not called?
0: Yeah, and who's who's going on Facebook for help? That's a weird place. And why
1: didn't he like try harder to get out of the house? Like, yeah, try the door again, or try another door, or exactly. break a window. Yeah, that's. But th- there's always holes like that.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I would like broken a window and just jumped out or something. But um, he he was committed. He was staying there. He was getting it you on know, footage. And I, I think there was a certain um, point in this film where you weren't sure how evil or sinister the the ghosts were because you know allison has been living there with her family and. They've been, like, you know, doing small things around the house, and all you're seeing so far are just shadows, and so for a while, I was wondering, like, how sinister this ghost is, but I think...
1: It's- right, and all that's really happening is drawers opening and closing and a knife falling.
0: Yeah, how bad is that? <laughs> <That's-> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so for, for a while, but-, but I think, yeah, towards the end, you start to... The, the violence kind of comes in there, and you realize they're doing more than just messing with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in in the soundtrack, I, th- I thought you liked it. I thought the soundtrack was pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like it was, it was fairly sparse, but I, I liked that about it. Yeah. Um, given a lot of these are, you know, first time or, you know, maybe more theater actors, uh, how how'd you feel about everyone's acting in this?
1: I thought, you know, at first I didn't like the acting, but as the movie progressed, I really thought Christopher Carulo was doing a good job. Yeah. And I think I just needed to get over, I think maybe there was just some things about the way their two characters were written that I wasn't digesting or understanding. Yeah. Um, so I got over that towards the end. I still, yeah, her character bothered me more than his, but mm-hmm. um, I think it might've just been my own hangups. Yeah no I, I how about how about you
0: I I feel the same way like like right off the bat uh, I wasn't like kind of buying the story that they're telling but I think you know once you start to spend time with him and you're in his head uh, he really like yeah I feel like his, his acting got uh, I I think he carried his role pretty well and portrayed his character well uh, I yeah. think I think she had a challenge because you know you only see her for a few minutes in the beginning and then you're hearing her on the phone. And the way the audio was edited, I think, like you can tell, I, I almost felt like you could tell, like hers was like a recorded line that he's just kind of responding to, and so yeah, felt- you
1: could tell in the tone of her voice that she wasn't responding to his vocals. Yeah, like, she was just—it sounded like she was just reading her lines. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which, uh, with a low-budget movie like this, there's probably some good reason why she couldn't be reacting to his lines, but
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think in that, in that setting, you're right, that that makes sense. Um, uh, the, the daughter, I, I felt like, you know, I, I feel like she was thrown in because um, that's just like such a trope to have in these movies, the way there's a haunting and there's one kid who can see the ghost and like provide some background. Um, and they
1: always draw pictures of the ghost.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting because uh, this movie threw like a lot of, um, uh, you know, re- respect or it, it kind of like copied a lot of formats that we've seen so far. But um, I think it did so purposefully. To then kind of take it to another level, maybe,
1: yeah, and I feel like it didn't it did do some new things, but it also did some things that were not new, but it did them really well, yeah, yeah, just like the pacing and the balance of suspense and how much you see and how much you don't see, yeah, and like where the scares come in timing wise and yeah, uh, um, even just like spatially where things are happening on the on the screen, like mm-hmm. I appreciated that. I thought it was really effective. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, one one thing I'm uh, curious what your thoughts are on about this. There's a middle part where it goes into um, an experiment. Uh, remember we was watching that, like, a, a short video on that cat. What's, what's the name of that cat? Showbringer's cat?
1: Oh, yeah, I can't remember
0: the name of that. Yeah, this one cat that I, I think most people have heard about that's part of, like, an experiment where if it's in the box it could be dead or alive and so like there's this you know alternate universe or like a lot of universes exist at once or right. but if the box is open then there's only one universe and i feel like that had something to do with the overall story in terms of what was happening like was there like interdimensional stuff going on Were there alternate realities happening how do you think he was at that window what what, what do you think was going on there any any theories
1: Wow, I didn't think I didn't think too much about that. Like sometimes I'm just content content <laughs> to have creepiness without much reason, yeah. but I, there's got to be a reason that video was in the middle like him watching that thing on the cat yeah. on YouTube. Um yeah, maybe that was some sort of another uh alternate universe.
0: Yeah, I kind of get the vibe that's where the director is trying to take this movie is like you know, he kind of used that to set it up that, like, it's possible to have multiple realities going on or different dimensions. And then at the end when, like, she is seeing him standing outside of her house, like, wherever they are, but he's in the bathroom at her house. Uh, I thought that was, and, and then the whole, obviously, trippy scene uh, at the end where he, like, walks into, like, this new room that's never been there and yeah, this it's all psychedelic. I thought it's kind of playing to the idea that maybe there are different realities out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe I didn't think about that. Good yeah. Call.
0: yeah. 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 I'd, I'd be curious to. I, I mean, it's it's cool that he's left it open ended, but I, I wonder if he does have uh, a more concise explanation. Yeah. Uh. Well, how many uh, knives on the floor would you give this one?
1: You know, I give it a three. I think that the scariness of it was awesome. Like, I have no complaints about that, and like the cinematography was great. Uh. But yeah, like I said, some of the characters, especially towards the beginning of the movie, just weren't jiving with me. Mm-hmm. So that keeps it keeps at it a three. I really liked it, though. I, I'm really glad I watched it. I've,
0: giving me nightmares is a high compliment. <laughs> I know. It's, it's too bad that it doesn't happen more often in this club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of like awesome. nightmares. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think I'm there with you. I, I think I'd probably give it a three and a half, uh, Knives on the Ground now. 'Cause I, I I don't know, I, I thought the uh for for the budget and, and you know, to all your points, like they, they did such a good job with uh the resources that they had and there was like so much subtle scares in this and it was like truly frightening. Um and, yeah. and you know the ending was kinda weird. Uh but I, I thought that that main actor really carried this film and made it like pretty believable. So I, I, I thought it was a fun watch. Yeah, it
1: was. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely a, a, a low-key one that I would encourage people to go out, uh, find, and, and see. It's on Amazon. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I think it's on iTunes and YouTube as well. Oh, it is? Play.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know that.
1: I think. I didn't go and check, but I saw that on their website.
0: Oh, okay. Perfect. Um, anything else to add? That's all I got. Oh, thanks, cool. Kyle, for the recommendation. Yeah, thanks, Kyle, for that for that, and for Bird Box. Good find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good picks.
1: I feel like we should do a Die Hard 3 thing where we make
0: Kyle walk down the street with a I Love Bird Box uh, sign on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, we totally should. <laughs> with, his, with his eyes covered, obviously, right? Or <laughs> blindfold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's all for uh, this episode, folks. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today about interior. If you want to join the discussion, we encourage you to follow Horror Movie Club podcast on Facebook and Twitter. We're at horror movie Pod on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at podcast at HorrorMovieClub.com. And be sure to check out Facebook or Twitter for next week's movie in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is by Amy May Popart, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're looking for money, um, you know maybe don't go to your ex-girlfriend's house to videotape it. Um, but if you do, and you're going to rifle through her stuff, uh, turn the cameras off first.